Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you would, turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, and um, we're going to finish off this chapter. We've been looking at the genealogy of Jesus for the last couple of weeks. And now we come to um, his birth foretold um, as uh, we see it from math, from um, uh, Joseph's perspective. Now in the, gospel, the Gospels, they all start in different ways. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You see, um, in Luke, we begin with this uh, infancy narrative where you, it's told from Mary's perspective. You see uh, the foretelling of uh, 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 John the Baptist's birth and, and the angel that came to Mary, whereas in Mark, you jump in right there at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, right whenever John the Baptist uh, baptizes him. And then and John, we, we go all the way back to the very beginning and, and talks about how uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and everything that was made was made through him. And, and verse 14 tells us, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So uh, John uh, looks back to the very beginning uh, of Jesus because Jesus had no beginning. He was eternal. He was eternal with the Father who became flesh 2,000 years ago. But Matthew here, it started with a genealogy. And when we get to this birth narrative, it's not told from Mary's perspective, but it's told from Joseph's perspective. Just imagine, okay? Just imagine if you were... um, as a man engaged to be married to a woman, and then you find out, uh-oh, she's pregnant, and we haven't been together. What would you do? <laughs> what would Joseph do? And that's what this story kind of boils down to tonight. Let's go ahead and look at our text beginning in verse 18 of Matthew chapter 1. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have spoken to us. We thank you that you have revealed these things about Jesus, about His nature, about His 
birth to us. And we wonder and we are amazed at the miracle that you have done. Not only a virgin birth, but also the fact that you, God from all eternity, took on flesh and became a human being. Father, help us tonight to understand what your word says. Give me grace and strength to preach your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew begins this section. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this, Jesus Christ took place in this way. He's reminding us of what he's already said. In the very beginning in verse 1 of chapter 1, he said, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And in the last verse we saw, um, uh, in verse 17, it said there were four, all the generations from Abraham to David, were 14 generations, and from David to the deportation of Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. Christ is used there. That term Christ, uh, and, and oh, and back, back in verse 16, Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, who, who, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. Now, Christ uh, is the Greek term for the Old Testament Hebrew term Messiah. When it's saying Jesus the Christ, Jesus Christ, it's saying Jesus the Messiah. He is the one who was long awaited. He, he had been predicted from the very beginning of Genesis when uh, the, the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, had sinned in the garden and God had promised that there would be a seed of the woman, a, a, a descendant of Eve who would come and crush the Satan's head, crush the serpent's head. And we see that throughout the genealogy that we've been looking at over the last couple of weeks and all the different circumstances that were behind it. And, and many of those people that we read about in those genealogies were sinful people. And after all of this time, after all of this waiting, now finally, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. This is how it happened. We're so familiar with the version in Luke. But this is Joseph's version. This is, this is from Joseph's perspective. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. What does it mean that Mary, his mother, was betrothed to Joseph? Now, the closest thing we can have in our day and age to, to talk about this betrothal uh, would be an engagement period. They, they, they were promised to be married together, um, and, and yet they had not yet uh, come to live with each other in the same household. They had not yet consummated the marriage. Um, uh, but it, it, the Jewish custom of the time was that, that usually um, they, would be, they would begin this betrothal period uh, and then they would wait a year before the wife would come to live with her husband. But you would already be calling them married. You would already be calling them husband and wife. And that's why it uses this terminology. And um, also, uh, they were, it, this was a legally binding situation. Even though they, in our society, if you break an engagement, then you can do that. You don't have to go to the courts about it or anything like that. 
But in, in Jesus' day, uh, in, in this Jewish culture at the time, in order to break this betrothal, you actually had to get a divorce. It was that serious. I mean, you were already, but not yet, married. It was a legally binding situation. They were promised to each other, and in order to be able to break that uh, promise, they had to be divorced. Well, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, and Joseph, remember, who, who we, we've seen, Joseph is this descendant of David. He's, he's a royal person. Even though he was a carpenter, even though he um, uh, was just a, a poor man, probably. He, he was uh, a descendant of David. He was uh, the one who rightfully would be the king had the dynasty continued. She was betrothed to Joseph, and before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. This is how I began. Just imagine this from Joseph's perspective. He loves this woman. He, he's, he's promised to marry her. And, and, he, and they, have, they have been pure. They have not, uh, they have not violated the custom. They have, have, uh, uh, have not been together sexually. And yet she turns up pregnant. Now, Liberal scholars for, who have denied the virgin birth, uh, they, they have said, well, we know where babies come from. They, you, you have to have a man and a woman in order to, to have a baby. And, and so liberal scholars looking at a text like this say, well, you know, people back then, they just weren't very sophisticated and they just didn't understand all these things and they just made this... Joseph knew where babies came from. That's why he was going to have it, going to divorce her. He understood what this meant that she became pregnant. But the text tells us here she was with child from the Holy Spirit. Mary had not been cheating on Joseph. This was the Holy Spirit. We see from the Gospel of Luke how the angel came to Mary and told her, "You're going to bear a child." And Mary says. How can this be? I've never been with a man. And the angel says that she would be the mother of the Savior. The Holy Spirit. Now, uh, in, 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 uh, in the Greek mythology, uh, you often have, you often see uh, gods who would uh, then have relations with with uh, human women, and you'd have have these demigods that are are produced. And this is not what we see here at all. This is not saying that God somehow took on the form of a body and had relations with Mary. That's not what's saying at all. It's saying that there was a miracle that took place within uh, Mary's womb. That all of a sudden. Cells began to start dividing. And this human being became, began to develop and there was no human father. It was just a miracle. Verse 19. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. 
This text tells us Joseph was a good man. He was honorable. You see, what the law required, if someone uh, would would become pregnant by, by someone other than the, than the husband in this situation where they're betrothed, that was evidence of adultery. And the law required that a person be stoned for that. He didn't want to see that happen to Mary. He, didn't, he loved her. He didn't want to see her stoned. So he had the option he could divorce her quietly, not make a public scandal, not drag her name through the mud, not shame her. And he resolved that that's what he was going to do because he was good. He wasn't going to drag her name through the mud. He wasn't going to have her stoned. He wasn't willing to put her to shame. He resolved to divorce her quietly, but as he considered these things, he made up his mind, but he was still kind of thinking about it, and an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. We see this kind of thing elsewhere in Scripture. We have an angel appearing to someone in in a dream. Um, I know it happened to Jacob as he was... um, um, he laid his head there on the pillow of stone and he saw the angels and de- angels ascending and descending on Jacob's ladder. We see other times in Scripture where an angel would appear to someone in a dream. and This was not that Joseph had indigestion. This wasn't something that, that Joseph uh, um, had any doubt about. This was an angel of the Lord that came him in a dream. And the angel said, Joseph, son of David. He's recognizing Joseph as who he is. Again, there's attention to the fact that this is the Davidic heir. This is the one who comes from the line of King David. The one, the king that God had promised would have a son who would sit on his throne forever. And this angel comes to David or to Joseph and addresses him, Joseph, son of David, behold, or I'm sorry, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. Now I don't think he was afraid, but you don't have to shrink back from it. You don't have to flinch. He says, go ahead and marry her. And the angel says, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She's not been unfaithful. But what grows in her womb is from the Holy Spirit. It's the Messiah, the Son of God. Verse 21 She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, a couple of things. He says that Joseph will call his name Jesus. And when Joseph calls his name Jesus, he's accepting Jesus as his own. Joseph was not the biological father. We're kind of taking more repose here. (laughs) Joseph was not the biological father, and yet he called Jesus by his name, giving him his name, and in so doing, taking responsibility for Jesus as his own father, as if he was his own. Legally adopting him. 
She will bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. And the reason why his name will be Jesus is he will save his people from their sins. Now, in in Old Testament days and even in in the New Testament, sometimes we see people who have a name that is appropriate to their character. The name Jesus comes from the word uh, Yeshua, Yeshua, which means salvation. It means salvation. So Jesus is going to have the name salvation because he was the person who was coming to save his people from their sins. From the very beginning of Jesus' life, his father and his mother knew, Joseph and Mary knew, this child was destined to be the one who who, who would save his people. He was the Messiah. He was the long-awaited one who was finally coming to save his people. And he's not coming as some kind of a military leader. Someone who is going to throw off the Romans. He doesn't say that Jesus was going to save his people from the Romans. He says he will save his people from their sins. There was a great, a much, much greater enemy that his people had than just the Roman Empire at the time that that oppressed them. The greatest enemy that his people had was their sin. And it's our greatest enemy as well. And whenever he says he will save his people from his sins... Of course, in the Old Testament, we think of God's people were the Jews. God's people was Israel. But now as New Testament believers, we understand his people goes beyond just the Jews. But we are included. Everyone who has faith in Jesus, everyone that trusts in him can be called the sons of God, can be his children, can be his people. So Jesus would come to save his people, including you and I, if we have trusted in Jesus from our sins. Verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. He quotes here from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Not the passage that um, that Ron read from, but pretty close. Just two chapters earlier. It says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. The scripture here is telling us, Matthew is telling us, that all these things took place. That Mary became pregnant before they had come together. And that all of this took place because the scripture had to be fulfilled. The the prophet Isaiah had spoken long before there would be a virgin who would conceive and bear a son. It was a miracle. It doesn't happen naturally. It was a miracle that it took place. That's one of the things that makes Jesus different from any other human being. Although He was fully human. He took on flesh. He took on a full human nature. I mean, He he was not somehow less or different from being human being. And yet, He was different from us in that he had no human father. 
Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. The Hebrew word there is Emmanuel, and Matthew here translates it for us, which means God with us. Isaiah long ago was telling that the Messiah, when he came, would be God with us. God would come and dwell among human beings. Now, the Old Testament passage here says, they shall call his name Emmanuel. And yet, Jesus, uh, the, Joseph was told by the angel to name him Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now, the name that Jesus went by was Jesus, but yet we know who he was. Jesus was the one who came to fulfill the promise to Isaiah many years before. And we call him even when we sing Emmanuel. He is God with us. He came to live among human beings. He took our pain. He took our shame. He took on everything that it means to be a human being. Verse 24, when Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Joseph obeyed what the angel had said. He went ahead and accepted her as his wife. He went ahead and, and, and uh, uh, accepted her, brought her into his home accepted her as his wife, and he withheld. They did, they did not have any sexual relations until after the birth of Jesus. The text tells us this to be sure, to be confident that Jesus, that the story about Jesus was true. That he really was born of a virgin. And it says he called his name Jesus. Joseph adopted Jesus. He called his name Jesus. He accepted him into his, uh, his own home, into his own, as his own son. You know, Jesus came to earth to bear our sin and to bear our shame. We have so many things that we can have shame about. The things that we've done in our lives, and we don't have to think very far before we can think of things that we've done that we feel like, I wish I'd never done that. I wish I'd never done that. We, we have things that we can think of in our, our minds that we don't want anyone else to know that we've done. We want to hide it in a corner where no one else will ever see it. And that's how maybe Mary felt. See, Mary didn't do anything wrong. And yet, people in that day, they knew where babies came from. And as she became pregnant, and people saw her, they must have shook their heads about Oh, she got into trouble. Think of what it would have been like if Joseph had not married her. When Joseph accepted his wife, accepted Mary as his wife, and married her, he was 
doing the very thing Jesus would do for us. Joseph was bearing her shame. Joseph took that shame on himself. You know, people can count nine months. And they knew whenever Joseph and Mary had their official coming to be in the same home together. And instead of everybody thinking, oh, Mary, people instead would think, oh, Joseph. If it wasn't his, he would have divorced her. Joseph took on the shame of Mary. Joseph took on the shame that she would have experienced. And that's what Jesus does for us. We, as, I, as I've said, we all carry so many things that we wish we'd never done. So many things that we wish nobody would ever know about. And Jesus took our shame. When we trust in Him, when we look to Him, when we receive Him from the gift that He is, He washes us clean from all of our iniquities. He makes us new. He makes us a new creation in Christ Jesus, and our shame is taken away. Amen? We could never stand before God's justice. And He adopts us as His own. He washes us clean. So my final words to us tonight. Look to this one who followed after the pattern of his own father. And he covered our shame. Look to Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.